Happy New Year to all of you. Good morning. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 103 on page 466. And we're still doing the form of morning prayer from the 12 days of Christmas. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Alleluia. Unto us a child is born. O come, let us adore him. Alleluia. O Lord, I will praise thee, though thou wast angry with me. Thine anger is turned away, and thou didst comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 103, on page 466. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thy sin, and healeth all thine infirmities. Who saveth thy life from destruction, and crowneth thee with mercy and loving kindness. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, making thee young and lusty as an eagle. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all them that are oppressed with wrong. He showed his ways unto Moses, his works unto the children of Israel. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy, long-suffering and of great goodness. He will not always be chiding, neither keepeth he his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our wickednesses. For, for look how high the heavens are is in comparison to the of the earth. So great is his mercy also toward them that fear him. Look how wide also the east is from the west. So far hath he set our sins from us. Yea, like as a father pitieth his own children, even so is the Lord merciful unto them that fear him. For he knoweth whereof we are made. He remembereth that we are but dust. The days of man are but as grass, 
but he flourishes at the flower of the field. For as soon as the wind goeth over it, it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the merciful goodness of the Lord endureth forever and ever upon them that fear him, and his righteousness among the children's children. Even upon such as keep his covenant, and think upon his commandments to do them. The Lord hath prepared his seat in heaven, and his kingdom ruleth over all. O praise the Lord, ye angels of his, ye that excel in strength, ye that fulfill his commandment, and hearken unto the voice of his word. O praise the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye servants of his that do his pleasure. O speak good of the Lord, all ye works of his, in all places of his dominion. Praise thou the Lord, O my soul. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, as now it ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the thirtieth chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. Now it shall come to pass, when all these things come upon you, the blessing and the curse which I have set before you, and you call them to mind among all the nations where the Lord your God drives you. And you return to the Lord your God and obey his voice, according to all that I command you today, you and your children, with all your heart and with all your soul, that the Lord your God will bring you back from captivity and have compassion on you and gather you again from all the nations where the Lord your God has scattered you. If any of you are driven out to the farthest parts under heaven, from there the Lord your God will gather you, and from there he will bring you. Then the Lord your God will bring you the land which your fathers possessed, and you shall possess it. He will prosper you and multiply you more than your fathers. And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, that you may live. Also the Lord your God will put all these curses on your enemies and on those who hate you, you who persecuted you. And you will again obey the voice of the Lord and do all his commandments which I command you today. The Lord your God will make you abound in all the work of your hand, in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your land for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over you for good as he rejoiced over your fathers. If you obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments, and his statutes, which are written in this book of the law. And if you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Here endeth the first lesson. We praise thee, O God. We acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. 
to thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry holy 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 lord god of sabaoth heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory the glorious company of the apostles praise thee the goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee the noble armies of the martyrs praise thee the holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee the father of an infinite majesty thine adorable true and only son also the holy ghost the comforter thou art the king of glory o christ thou art the everlasting son of the father when thou tookest upon thee to deliver man thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin when thou hadst overcome the sharpness of death thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers thou sittest at the right hand of god in the glory of the father we believe that thou shalt come to be our judge we therefore pray thee help thy servants whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting o lord save thy people and bless thine heritage govern them and lift them up forever day by day we magnify thee and we worship thy name ever world without end vouchsafe o lord to keep us this day without sin o lord have mercy upon us have mercy upon us o lord let thy mercy be upon us as our trust is in thee o lord in thee have i trusted let me never be confounded here beginneth the eleventh verse of the second chapter of the epistle of saint paul to the ephesians Therefore remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of christ for he himself is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so as to create in himself one new man from the two thus making peace and that he might reconcile them both to god in one body through the cross thereby putting to death the enmity and he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near for through him we both have access by one spirit to the father now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Here endeth the second lesson.
O be joyful in the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Be ye sure that the Lord he is God. It is he that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. O go your way into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him, and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. <clears throat> and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who madest thy blessed Son to be circumcised and obedient to the law for man, grant us the true circumcision of the Spirit, that our hearts and all our members, being mortified from all worldly and carnal lust, we may in all things obey thy blessed will, through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, who has given us thy only begotten Son, to take our nature upon him, and as at this time to be born of a pure virgin, grant that we, being regenerate, and made thy children by adoption, and grace, may daily be renewed by thy Holy Spirit. Through the same our Lord Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the same Spirit ever, one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, who has poured upon us the new light of thine incarnate word, grant that the same light enkindled in our hearts may shine forth in our lives through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, 
but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. Like I said earlier, Happy New Year. We're looking at passages today, and of course today is the, um, we celebrate the Feast of the Circumcision of Christ. And I think the circumcision of Christ is, is very important to us for a number of reasons. Um, first off, it's uh, Jesus fulfilled all righteousness. He lived, and he lived um, in accordance with God's laws, with God's laws, and and with His um, desires for mankind. And he he fulfilled where no one, where everyone else fell short. And so. Um, uh, we look at Deuteronomy that was written by Moses, and then just looking back, um, nobody really knows. I mean, I think most of it seems uh, accepted that Moses was circumcised. We're just not sure exactly when in his life he was circumcised, if he was circumcised on the eighth day, if he was circumcised later in life. Um, in Egypt, he would have, uh, he wouldn't have been, um, he wouldn't, let's see, how do I put this? He wouldn't have been abnormal if he had been circumcised as an Egyptian, because some some Egyptians practice circumcision. But I think it would have been obvious that um, to a lot of them that he was uh, maybe a Hebrew if that had happened. And uh, his, his um, disguise as an Egyptian would have been important to him. Um, he did get in trouble later because his first son wasn't circumcised, and got, God got mad enough to... Um, you know, maybe even like end, end Moses and his wife Sipporah circumcised their son, and I believe she called him a husband of blood. Or um, anyway, it was so it wasn't happy about having had to do that. So um, anyway, circumcision is obviously it's a sign of uh, the co the old covenant between uh, God and His people, and uh, like any other sacrament, circumcision is a sign of what's supposed to happen on the inner inner part of our man. And so we'll read a little bit more about that in um, Ephesians. So Moses was, uh, we see in this chapter, uh, this is the third address of Moses to the people as he's getting them ready to go into the promised land. And he envisions part of Israel's future. Um, he sees he sees um, Israel's coming failures. He predicts um, the fact that they might go into captivity and then be restored by God. And um, if you, as we read that, it sounds almost a little messianic when you go back and read it again, because some of the things that he predicts will happen for Israel and the circumcision of their hearts and, um, and, and the fact that they walk with God would come after the Holy Spirit. And so um, the Holy Spirit coming, as we know, it came with the Messiah and, and to those who believe. So Moses was also like, I think some critics believe that maybe Moses didn't write that, but he might have been added in after the captivity just because they have a really hard time with the idea that, that the Holy Spirit could work with a man and, and give him a vision. And, of course, we know that Paul saw visions. Um, John saw the vision of that he wrote Revelation about. Um, Isaiah saw a vision. Daniel, Daniel interpreted visions. So, you know, it wasn't like, God couldn't have done that, and most likely that's what happened. Is God showed Moses that these are the this is the forty years of disobedience we had, and with the Deuteronomic principle, if you you know basically, if you do the right thing, then I'll bless you. If you don't, I won't. Pretty obvious which way the um, Israeli people were going to head without real strong leadership, and even with. 
And so he also does as a prophet, he doesn't makes one of the famous messianic prophecies. He prophesies that a prophet will come, another prophet will come like unto him, which is one of the reasons I think we compare Jesus to Moses. Uh, Moses being the one that was, that led them out of captivity uh, in Egypt. And of course, Jesus leading us out of the captivity to sin and death. So um, in verse six, he says, the Lord will circumcise your heart rather than your bodies. And so that's that's when God works on our innermost being. And, of course, like I said it a couple times already today, but I just want to re remind you and remind you and remind you, a sacrament is an outer sign of an inward grace. And circumcision was an outer sign of the inward um, change of heart. Um, this new heart that they are promised will allow Israel Israelite to love the Lord. So we get into Ephesians. And so what we're having here is this promise has been fulfilled through the Holy Spirit. But now the problem is that there's Gentiles involved. And so um, the Gentiles were, they experienced alienation from the Jewish Christians. And so they had always had an animosity. The Jews and the Gentiles were thousands of years. The Jews considered the Gentiles to be outcast. Um, they, they, made, they made them objects of reproach. Um, they had spiritual alienation because they weren't the people of God. They were cut off. Um, they didn't have Jesus to begin with. They weren't expecting a Messiah. They were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. Uh, aliens and non-Jewish people were treated differently. Um, so they, there was this um, tension between Israeli or Jewish Christians and um, Gentile Christians. And so the Gentiles also really didn't have a hope. They had gods they made up, and um, so they didn't have a god that they hoped in. Even, even during the cap, the um, the reign of the Romans and the and the cap, not I guess captivity, the um, the being taken over by the Romans, they they always had uh, is Jewish people always had hope that the Messiah was come. So the Gentiles were described as people who were far off. And in verse 16, we read that um, they'll both be reconciled to God, those that are far off and those that were near. And so they were to be brought together. And that's, of course, accomplished by Jesus on the cross. And so that's, that's an important thing because we see a lot of the book of Romans is written about that to get the Jews and the Gentiles together. Hebrews is written to the Jews to have them uh, drop some, I mean, not put so much um, stock in their Jewish tradition versus Jesus. And so um, the fact that um, they are to be one body and one, one people is uh, brought about by Jesus. And so we remember in the temple, the veil was split at the crucifixion. And so uh, in the verse, um, in Isaiah 9, 6, it talks about the middle wall of separation. And so the separation between the Jews and the, and the Gentiles were um, split. And they were told to be of one uh, to be one with each other because they're all part of one family. So that's the message too, is like when we have divisions, we have divisions with people. There's so many divisions in the Christian church. It's almost um, mind, mind uh, numbing to think about all the, you know, this, you know, we believe this about uh, the Bible. We believe that about the Bible and churches and denominations and they're so split. And when you read the apostles creed, it's like, this is what we all believe. But then we want to get in, I don't know, if I remember, the, I think of the Lilliputians and, and uh, when um, Gulliver and, and the, which the big war was about which way to split an egg. And um, it was just, um, 
It's just craziness that way. So we are, we are called to love one another and to be together. And so to do that, I think we have to not be all caught up in things of this world. And I think one of my um, themes for this year is to remind myself that I'm not of this world. And I think I mentioned in the past, one of my favorite teachers is by a company, N-O-T-W, not of this world. And it says not of this world. And we remember that um, our spiritual life is, is more important and our membership in the kingdom of God is the most important. Um, I'm going to finish with a quote from Henry Nouwen. The spiritual life is a life in which we are set free by the spirit of God to enjoy life in all its fullness. By this spirit, we can indeed be in the world without being of it. We can move freely without being bound by false attachments. We can speak freely without fear of human rejection. And we can live with peace and joy even when surrounded by conflict and sadness. Being Sunday morning and that uh, morning prayer is a, a way to move um, into communion. Um, I'm going to end with the uh, prayer for Sunday morning and for the church. O God, who make us as glad with the weekly, re weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of thy Son, our Lord, vouchsafe us this day such blessing through our worship of thee, that the days to come may be spent in thy service. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O gracious Father, we humbly beseech thee for thy holy Catholic Church, that thou wouldst be pleased to fill it with all truth and all peace. Where it is corrupt, purify it. Where it is in error, direct it. Where in anything it is amiss, reform it. Where it is right, establish it. Where it is in want, provide for it. Where it is divided, reunite it. For the sake of him who died and rose again, and ever liveth to make intercession for us, Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord. Amen. O God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our only Savior, the Prince of Peace, give us grace seriously to lay to heart the great dangers we are in by our unhappy divisions. Take away all hatred and prejudice and whatsoever else may hinder us from godly union and concord, that as there is but one body and one spirit and one hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, so we may be all of one heart and of one soul, united in one holy bond of truth and peace, of faith and charity, and may with one mind and one mouth glorify thee through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Great to be with you this morning. Thank you, Chris, for, for your duties and sharing with us in that, in, uh, with your reading. Uh, thank thank you. you. God bless all of you this day, and we'll look Happy forward to seeing you in church. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you, Deacon Bob. You, Lynn. Thank you. Good night, or good morning. See you, Tim. <laughs>